0: hello hello and welcome to the rock metal podcast i'm your host john harris and today on rock metal podcast we have scattered storm and they have a new ep called oblivion which is released on july 9th via blood blast distribution and right now i'm being joined by jay to share some more information about this stellar release as well as what the boys have got going on so jay welcome to the show hi hi guys how you doing I'm doing fabulous. Uh, so we had a heat wave where I was at. And I mean, you're coming from like Texas, right? So you're like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's never hot enough in Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here in Canada, it was it was very hot. So when we're approaching like 100 degrees Fahrenheit, it's like something's wrong. Something's very wrong. Um, and so then all of a sudden we went into autumn and it was like 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So we went from like 100 degrees Fahrenheit to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And... Now it looks like we're jumping back up. So today is supposed to be close to ninety where I'm at. So you know it's good.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm more I'm more of a cold guy, and my guitar is too, Kevin, because he look. I mean, if you look at him, he looks like a Viking. So we're like, like temperatures here have peaked like at around one twelve, and that's scorching hot. It's not compared to Phoenix, Arizona, though. They're they're in the one twenties over there, but. uh yeah, definitely. One twelve, you you'll feel it in your car, and you know Kevin su- sweats profusely. It doesn't matter if it's like eighty degrees. I mean, if he gets some activity going in him, he just sweats galore. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I was telling him the other day, yeah, you might need to move like to the Antarctic or Alaska or something because <laughs> it's just bad for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that affect your relationship at all? Is it- <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, uh, just get a little bit
1: meaner. People are a bit meaner. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, It's just, it's just hot.
0: Yeah. Wow. Does he have to, like, when he plays the guitar, does he have to wear sweatbands and things? And like, he looks like he's going for a jog, but actually he's just playing guitar. Well,
1: he looks like we just doused him with a bucket of water. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, he doesn't wear like really like, I guess, summery clothing. He's, Sometimes he uses flannels in this heat, and I'm like, uh, I mean, that kind of, you know, I, I guess he likes the style of the shirt, but uh, I was like, I don't know about a flannel in 110 degree weather, bro. So I was like,
0: mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever agreed with you more, Jay. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I mean, the good news, I guess, is the winter time we're dealing with, you know, zero degrees Fahrenheit regularly, so you know, it's it's good good okay yeah yeah now let's chat about this ep and one of the interesting things is that i'm starting to see this blood blast distribution coming across my desk so i imagine you you got some chutzpah and you reached out to nuclear blasts and you were like we're good enough and they went almost and just kidding so how did that work out how did you guys end up with (laughs) with With Blah Blah. I love look on your face. You're like, screw you, man. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
1: no. Uh, no, it's not like that at all. It, it's funny that, you know, we started out with another band um, during the pandemic. You know, since everybody was pretty much shut down, we had nothing to do, really. So uh, I had a couple of friends, you know, kind of that aren't in the industry currently right now. One of them was uh, Mr. Alan Wallace from Eminence, who I, you know, give a nice little hi. He's from Brazil. So, you know, I had this uh, production company here. Well, not a production but more like a promotional type company. I would bring bands to the border, which, you know, here uh, in El Paso, we're based out of El Paso, Texas. So it's bordered with uh, Ciudad Juarez chihuahua so i was kind of doing events in both cities and a good friend of mine uh matt lynch from piss and razors he's the guitar player he was like hey i got this friend of mine from brazil he wants to come play over here i think you can bring him and i was like yeah sure then that's how i met alan alan uh is an incredible incredible guy great person great guitar player his band is called eminence they're from brazil mm-hmm Great friends with the Sepultura guys, you know, yep. all the people over there. Um, so I kind of just told them, hey, let's start a project during the pandemic, you know, just, you know, exchange songs. And that band came to be No Life on Earth, uh, which has pretty big figures, too, because it has a PJ from Jota Quest, who's probably like, I don't know, Justin Timberlake over there in Brazil. I mean, they're that big. But uh, that's how we got in touch with Bloodblast, I guess. Uh, Alan, through through his contacts, you know, was looking for like a digital distributor. It's mostly because of that that it's mostly digital distribution, you know, which is what we're mainly focused. On. I mean, because really, who prints CDs nowadays? I mean, it's and they. It's funny because they even asked me like, "Are you going to have CDs?" I'm like, "You need a CD?" <laughs> like. Do you even have a CD player in your car? You know, it's like they don't exist anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was the main focus with Blood Blast. Plus, I I mean, the fact that they're backed by Nuclear Blast and Sony, I mean, really, you know, solidifies that, you know. And the contract was great. I mean, I'm not going to complain at all. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but yeah, that's how the Blood Blast came about. And then when I contacted them about Scattered Storm, they were like, yeah, definitely we want the band in the label as well. So I was like, all right, killer, you know, steal do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that, does that make you, I don't know, so confident that you're kind of annoying to be around where you're like, yeah, I'll just, just <laughs> give it up to blood blast. I'll take it. Yeah. We want you. Of course. I'm, I'm Jay. Arryaki. No, he, he actually,
1: he <laughs> took his time to answer me back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the rep from blood blast. He, He's based out of France. So I guess it was the. The time change but no he, t- he took it like a couple of weeks and he was like yeah no i'll listen to it you know it's not it's not as easy as one thinks but um uh, fortunately i was fortunate that that he accepted the band so
0: mm-hmm. yeah exactly now well i guess that's kind of brings me to original question we were chatting about a bit of the super group forming because when it came across my desk it was a super group is that kind of how you guys refer to yourselves or is that sort of like more of a I don't know, a PR term?
1: Um, I guess since we have uh, our bass player who l- joined very late in the process, we've already recorded everything and mastered, uh, and we were playing it at his house. Uh, who I'm referring to is uh, Ed Razor. Ed Razor has a great history, um, a musical history. I mean, he started his band Pits and Razors, which did great. You know, it was one of the first local bands from here in El Paso that, you know, made it, really, back in the 2000s. And, you know, I mean, these guys just have a conglomerate of, you know, rock star friends, really. I mean, he used to hang out at Dime's house from Pantera and Vinny's house, like nothing, you know, they were just buddies. I think he played with Dime at some point when they were going to do Damage Plan thing. Um, But, you know, all that kind of fell through, but, you know... If you look at Ed's studio, I mean you see all the Pantera Platinum records that were given to him as memo- memorabilia and he has like Vinnie Paul's gloves, stuff like that, you know, great pictures with Dime. You know, I've met I've met Rita, Dime's wife, you know, 'cause I uh, I played in Pantera Tributes and um they actually invited us to play at the Dime Dime Bash that they have in Dallas. So I was at his house, I was hanging out with Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative, with uh, Dewey Bragg from Kill Devil Hill, Pepe Clark from King, you know, it's a conglomerate of artists. There was Corrosion to confirmed when he was there. So it's just that we, we, we become connected with the community, with the metal community. And Ed's a big part of that because he used to drum for Overkill as well. So he toured with them in Europe, he he, he did quite the extensive stunt. And, you know, he did the ministry gig too, playing bass. Um, and I have a friend also from ministry who plays guitar currently. Uh, his name is Caesar Soto. So it's just there's a lot of hardworking musicians here. Really, uh, I don't know if we would call ourselves like like a superstar band. It's just that it's just a reunion of people that have been in many many bands and played professionally for a long time, whether it has been really big or not. I mean, we we've kind of been in the community.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, I'm glad you brought up Damage Plan because I was actually chatting with somebody recently about how that kind of, at least from where I'm sitting, that gets brushed under the rug. Everybody likes to talk about maybe a couple Pantera albums, but I think Damage Plan kind of gets forgotten. And I was listening to Damage Plan recently. I just you know threw the record on. It's like 20 years old now, right? But yeah, um, 20 years old. Yeah. A lot of people kinda of forget about it and I I don't know why. Why do you think that is, Jay? I don't well I don't think I mean
1: hardcore fans obviously know the know the band. It's just uh I guess it's a period of separation between, you know, Phil Rex and then Vinny and Dime, you know, where they went on their separate ways and their their own things. Plus the the band, you know, Dime unfortunately suffered his tragedy with that band so I guess I don't know people try to put that in the back (laughs) of their heads because you know it's kind of painful to remember he was touring with Damage Plan when that happened you know and everybody says it's funny I read sometimes comments like man if he would have been with Pantera if the whole Pantera breakup wouldn't end up happen, you know he'd probably still be here with us which would be incredible and amazing but you know Things things just happen for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Now let's get back to Scattered Storm. We've got a couple of singles, Kingslayer and Eon Flux. Kingslayer, I believe, has a music video, correct? Yes, it does. Take us through this music video for Kingslayer. Why, out of all the tracks on this album, did this one get the music video, and what went into crafting it?
1: Um... I mean we we love all the songs we just thought that this one kind of encompassed really all the styles that we wanted to incorporate I mean, you know it's very groovy it's kind of it has the sense it has the ambience. it has the aggressiveness it has the singing uh and it's just it was just catchy for us I mean a lot of the songs are catchy and that was the intention to do it cuz I'm like yeah, I can play progressive rock all day if I wanted to, because I had bands like that in the past, and they, they can extend to like 10, 11 minute songs, but that's not the purpose of this band. We don't want to showcase how technical we are. What we want is to create this you know, little earworm that when you finish listening to the record, it kind of s- sticks in your head, really, because... Attention spans nowadays are very minimal. They're not what they used to be. I mean, if you study markets, if you study your own kids, <laughs> you know, you're like, well, I used to not be like that. I mean, I used to focus on something for longer than they do. Uh, and, and that's the case with new ger- newer generations right now. And I always wanted to write metal that could be very aggressive yet have a, a good melody and a catchy vibe to it with, you know, with several other combinations, you know, like the ambient stuff and then the industrial part. So, Cause at uh, bottom line, when you get to, to writing music, if, if it's a steady beat, you know, like a dance beat, sometimes it, it kind of flows with you. It's natural in our bodies. I guess it's in our DNA, you know, from being primal that way. That's why we, We call it primal and futuristic at the same time because we incorporate those elements. So that's pretty much what Oblivion is. It's not that, because we have like 10 other songs that we haven't recorded. We just put out these six songs just to test it out. You know, they're like, let's just do these. Um, And uh, Kingslayer was one of them. Uh, Kingslayer was probably the third song that we worked Kevin and I, because Kevin and I wrote most of the tunes. I play guitar too, besides the drums. Um, So we were always at my studio, which is this right here. It's a small ass room. Um, And we were just, you know, he would send me the ribs. We would get together, kind of, you know, work them out. And I don't know, I always found Kingslayer to be, you know, that song that, you know, I would want to showcase as a single and a video. The video part was going to be completely different initially because we're gonna do it at a different place, <laughs> but then that place ended up canceling on us and it was like I swear a day before we were gonna shoot the video and I was like, okay so and then I had bloodblast already asking the PR company you know Where, where's the video?" So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a good friend because I have really good friends that do all kinds of things. So my video guy, uh, Mr. Chris Bond from Disintegrator films, He's very talented, so I called him. I was like, I have this concept of doing Kingslayer, you know, in a somewhat of a very empty space, you know, that has this greenish color to it, and you know, and and it kind of fared well because you know, Kingslayer. When when Kevin was writing the riff, he he was saying that he was watching a a Godzilla cartoon, <laughs> and I kind of inspired him to 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 call it King Kingslayer. And I was like, okay, so the green part, you know, we visit, we did the photo shoot in that place too. Um, And then we're like, well, it's green. It looks pretty cool. Uh, Let's just do it there. And that's pretty much what we went for. And it was a whole day of shooting, you know, where we had to play the song like 15 times just to get the different angles. But in the end, it turned out to be a really professional product.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And you answered several questions. I was going to ask, like, why only six songs? Why an EP? And um, one of the things that you got into, which was great, was, you know, you mentioned we want to do heavy, but we want it to be an earworm. Well, how do you do that? And you you dived into that. So thank you, Jay. You make my job so much easier. I should have you on the the show on a regular basis. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad to help. Yeah, absolutely. Now, interestingly enough, my next call is not calling, so we will keep going um but then as soon as they start calling I'll, I'll wrap it up uh all right yeah so so far we've chatted about cd players ostensibly being a super group we chatted about uh damage plan we chatted about uh blood blast we chatted about Kingslayer. we chatted about uh a lot of things i'm just kind of curious about the drum kit that you've you've got there just because it happens to be up and it looks uh nice is that the one that's on the record
1: yeah Actually, it is. Uh, it, it used to be bigger, though, because it had the double kicks, the double bass drums, like three rag toms. Right now, it's pretty simplified, but yeah, it, it used to be bigger than that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, I'm not going to say the brand, because I don't want to call out brand names, <laughs> but it's a really nice kit. You know, it's Bubinga, Wood, and it just sounds great, man, getting... Getting the tones in a small room, it's it's hard, but it's not impossible, so uh, it's it's a very, very nice drum set, which we're going to use this Friday as well, because we're going to play live here in El Paso, we're going to play the whole EP in its entirety, um, and it coincides with the release date, which is U- July 9th, and so same day, we're going to play a show for everybody here locally and we're gonna test out our live show because you know we're getting our like text, you know to kind of work out what we want to put out out there in the road Mm -hmm. see if it looks visually correct and good yeah so stay tuned for that because i'm going to film that and i'll probably post some of those videos on our social media
0: okay so in in uh in texas you guys are able to play shows
1: oh yeah (laughs) our governor here um even before they lifted the restrictions, he was already like, you know, whatever businesses want to do, you know, if you want to wear a mask, that's fine. If not, don't. Um, pretty, pretty ballsy on their part. But then again, you know, Texas, Texas is a pretty heavy Republican state. And if you ever heard about Republicans in the U.S., they're not very science-based, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to see quite a bit in 2020 of what uh, results from yeah,
1: you know, and it, it's funny that our town here became uh, like an epicenter at some point, like a really hot spot for, for COVID, and that was pretty frightening, because we're like, yeah, we get New York, you know, we get Houston or or L.A., but like El Paso, you know, it's just people not, not really caring, and, you know, well, and you just got to, fortunately, we... We, you know, I'm vaccinated now, so we, we're we able to get out of that unscathed, if I could use that word, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm vaccinated now, and there's definitely a level of freedom with it, although I'm still respectful of um, the space, I guess you could say, if that's the way to put it. You know, I'm still wearing a mask when I, when I need to and, and whatever else, and so... Yeah,
1: but yeah, definitely shows are happening here and they're not not—they're not regulated as far as who goes or quantity. Really, it's up to people whether they want to go or not, you know. And so far, it's been that people want to go. And okay.
0: uh, yeah,
1: in, in a way, it's good. Well, now it's good at this point because, you know, yeah, we definitely miss being on stage and playing. It's been a hectic year and a half for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That it has all right, well, I believe that concludes all of my questions. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that I missed, Jake? No, no, thank you for
1: all the for all the support, all the information provided you know to the masses. uh we really appreciate all these conduits or or, or these forms of you know distribution you know from people. We really appreciate um getting our name out there and hopefully. You know, we'll be up there some at some point. You know, touring if if that's the case, because um, it's too early to tell. But um, the album's doing good, and we're getting some good reviews. So, thank you, thank you for that. All right, beautiful.